Hey everybody, welcome back to the Active Dads podcast. <clears throat> Sorry we weren't here last week, we had some uh, other things come up and this is kind of a hobby of ours, so we're not going to be extremely regular with this, but we're going to try to get on here, you know, at least a couple of times a month, at yeah. the at least. But so, I, I try to stay regular. You're not staying regular. <laughs> Figure it out. Different type of regular, but I know what you mean. <laughs> Yeah. So uh, today, you know, obviously it's the Monday after the Thanksgiving holiday. I hope everybody had a fun and safe trip wherever you were going. We yeah. personally didn't have to travel too far, but we had a lot mm-hmm. of places to go just yeah. because the entire family wanted to see Raylan. And we felt obligated to make the four different dinners and all that fun stuff. So it oh, was good, man. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. You didn't. Did you have a good Thanksgiving holiday, Mr. Yeah, Hill? I only did one trip, so... Oh, that's huge. I'd like love 15 to do minutes, that. 20 minutes, and yeah. bam. There, we're in, food coma, mm-hmm. pass it on the couch for a while. Yeah, it was nice. Yeah, awesome, man. That's good. Yeah. But now, one of the big things that we wanted to cover today was, you know, the entire spirit of Thanksgiving, giving thanks, mm-hmm. you know, being thankful for what you have, being thankful for those in your lives. The I don't want to say the true meaning of it. You know, I mean, Thanksgiving's kind of one of those, like, up in the air holidays you know a lot of people made a big push to turn into the indigenous people's day yeah which i completely understand that too but you know i hate to tell you a lot of people did some bad stuff way back when yeah that kind of put doesn't mean every civilization where every civilization is at now absolutely doesn't mean you know doesn't mean it's right no it doesn't mean it's right but that's one of the big things about it is you know while i believe the origin story of thanksgiving is complete bs yeah. I mean, we, I mean, I think we can all agree that like Christopher Columbus didn't come over here and teach the Indians some cool stuff, and Indians just gave us some land, you know. No, it's Charlie Brown. <laughs> yeah, but no, but like I enjoy the like the meaning behind it now. Oh yeah, you know, I, I mean, just <clears throat> too many people aren't thankful. They don't see what they have. You they know? don't, and you know, and we've talked about it before, but there's just so many people that are that are it's such negative places in their life that they refuse to see anything as good so mm-hmm. they're just con- i mean all they look for is negative in everything i mean every single thing it's like you know i just sit at home on facebook and wait for something to be offended or yeah. wait wait to be offended by something so i can post on facebook about this thing that offended me and drag everybody else into my miserable mm-hmm. existence and yeah. it's horrible and you know i kind of like i I stay away from that stuff. Like, I don't participate in those kind of, like, arguments and discussions, especially on social media, but I see a lot of that. I saw a lot of that personally, uh, like, the last couple of days. Just the negativity, man. Like, mm-hmm. nobody's thankful for anything. It's like, oh, well, I see they did this, but they could have done this, or they could have done that, but they yeah. didn't, you know. And let's just, let's wander off into this negative Nancy hole, you know. I don't know crazy but yeah people have totally lost touch with what it means i completely did man and you know it just goes back to human nature mm-hmm. you know i don't believe that's everybody's human nature i think that some people focus on the bad stuff because they don't like they've never actually been in a bad situation does that yeah. make sense oh yeah absolutely you know like growing up we grew up 
we didn't have a lot of money, you know, I mean, a lot of secondhand clothes, a lot of, you know, not going places because parents didn't have the spare money to spend on stuff, you know? Yeah. So whenever I get to take a nice trip, I don't care if I'm with somebody who's bitching the entire time uh, or yeah. if my cab shows up late or the plane is late. I don't care. I'm just happy to be able to do that stuff. Yeah, you I mean, know? I'm happy to get away. I'm happy to enjoy some time doing something else. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, to me, I'm extremely thankful for everything I have in my life. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. I've, don't get me wrong, I've worked my ass off for a lot of the stuff that I have, but there's been a couple of situations where luck pulled me through it, man. Oh, I'm absolutely. So, so thankful. I can think off the top of my head of half a dozen different things where I was like, man, I just got lucky. Like, <laughs> I work hard, don't get me wrong, but things just kind of fell into place in order I for mean, this to happen. Realistically, my career. Yeah, um, same has, with my career. I mean, yeah. yeah, I worked hard, I put in the effort, but, you know, the opportunities arose. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, thankfully, like, you know, even you know, with my wife, she was the one that kind of pushed me to, you know, participate in those opportunities because I was kind of in my little comfort zone mm-hmm. doing what made me happy. Yeah. And, you know, realistically, if it hadn't been there, her giving me that little push, then I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing now. And, you know, we would be in a completely different place as a family. You know, I think we would be a family. Yeah. But you know our living arrangements would be different. Just where we where we are financially would be different. So you know you have to look back on all that stuff. You know, and yeah. it's, I mean your life could be crap right now, but you can I guarantee you can look back a year, you know, two years and find something to be you know thankful and grateful for. I mean, a lot of people overlook like. I hate to say the everyday stuff, but like kind of the ordinary stuff. Yeah. You know, like health. Yeah, I'm very absolutely. thankful for my health, especially since how we're in a pandemic. Yeah. You yeah. Know? Yeah. I've had some family and some friends that got COVID, you know, 95% of them pulled out just fine. They were yeah. safe for a couple of days, pulled through it. You know, I don't personally know anybody who has died of COVID. Yeah. So I'm very thankful for that. You know, I'm not saying it's not real. I'm not one of those people, but. I mean, just the entire health of America right now is declining year after year. And I'm just so thankful that I not only fell into the position to where I can help people with that, but I fell into the mindset myself to where I don't have to deal with that. Right. You know, I'm thankful that I'm not on eight different medications first thing when I get up in the morning. You know, Mm -hmm. I'm thankful that, you know, my son has all working parts. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) That's a big thing. I've got a couple of clients who have children with certain developmental diseases, you know, Mm -hmm. and just hearing the stories of the stuff that they go through just on a daily basis, trying to get them ready, how much, you know, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like they're not like, I don't want to say it's hindering them, but just how much extra effort you have to put into simple things such as just getting the child ready. You know, we don't have those problems. Yeah. I mean, you know, you take any kid when you're in a hurry, they're going to mess up every way they can. So you're late (laughs) constantly. But I mean, just thankful for the health of my kid and my family and thankful to have a job that I can come through, come to and not absolutely hate, you know, to where I'm not just looking for a way out every single day and trying to move. You know, I mean, I'm very thankful for the luck that I've been given and the dedication that I've put into things. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, and I, it's one of those things like it's kind of a double edged sword, but you know, the, the older I get, the more thankful I am for for age um mm. you know it's it's not as far as you know like aches and pains and all that stuff you know 
it, it comes with it. But I think one of the big things, especially the last couple of years that I've been thankful for is kind of that, um, that, that aging vision, I guess it's kind of like, you know, you go through life with the blinders on when you're young, Yeah, you know, everything around you is moving at the same pace. Oh, you kind of get jaded to the experience. You get jaded. I mean, yeah. you look at people and, you know, they, they always look the same. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, you get to this point in your life and the blinders come off and you start to realize and you start to see, you know, the people that you were looking at a year ago, you're like, oh my God, like, they're, we're, we're moving down this, down this road way faster than I thought we were. Yeah. You know, you start to see those people that, you know, were the, you know, He-Man, Superman people, they're starting to become elderly folks. They're starting to have troubles and issues and health problems or just, you know, weaker, can't do things they used to be able to do. So those blinders kind of come off. And at first it's kind of like almost, it's almost like a, it's almost like a cruel punishment. But then you start to realize the frailty of time and, and how those things and how fast we really are moving and all those things that people told you when I was, you know, a teenager and a young adult about how fast life was going to go and how you really needed to appreciate things. And you heard don't blink and it's all true. Mm. It's just so hard to see, but you know, you can be, you can be jaded by it. You can hate it. You can push back against it, but you can't stop it. So you have to learn to be thankful for it, you know, and, so it makes it a lot, makes the time you spend with those family members at Thanksgiving and the holidays and things like that. It makes all that time more precious, but you're also more thankful for it because you know it's not going to last forever. Um, when we were younger, we thought, oh my God, we're, you know, we're, we're Superman. You know, it's mm-hmm. not only that, but you see your family is that way too. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You know, yeah, I, mean, I remember uh, one of the first real deaths that hit me was my mom's mom. My grandma on my mother's side. And I think that was like the closest death yeah. to where I was old enough to understand what death was. Right. You know what I mean? And that one hit me, obviously, it hit me really hard because, you know, people would pass away, but it'd be like uncles that I didn't really see or, yeah. you know, distant cousins or something. But my mom's mom was the first one. I was probably, I don't know, maybe eight or nine whenever she passed. And, you know, like I was still trying to wrap my head around, like, what was going on, you know. I understood that, like, she died, but I'm like, you know, okay, well, like, kind of what comes after that? Yeah. And, you know, I mean, took that following holiday season, I believe it was Thanksgiving or Christmas or something when the family got together, to where you understand that, like, nothing goes on after that. Yeah. I mean, it's you know, an empty like, spot at the table. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and I mean, don't get me wrong, there was a lot of grieving because it was the first holiday. I'm going to say it was Thanksgiving, but I may be wrong. She may have died between Thanksgiving and Christmas. But, yeah, I mean, it was just like the entire family was there, but the whole was there as well. You yeah. know what I mean? Oh, like yeah. they were, We weren't complete anymore. Right. And you kind of saw it on everybody's face. Yeah. And it was, again, one of the times where everybody was really thankful for those around them. All right. You know, I mean, nobody could fill that void, but everybody kind of, I don't know, I guess they made their presence yeah. a little bit more right. there because everybody felt the hole mm-hmm. there. So it was, like I said, it was a weird dynamic, but, you know, a death is something that either pulls a family closer together or just breaks them apart. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, and like for, for me, well, it's not really been as much, you know, death as it has just been, you know, changes, mm-hmm. but uh, I mean, you know, my grandfather, he passed. That was a big one for me, but that was quite a few years back. 
Um, and, and so, you know, I mean, I knew what it was and I grieve way different than most people. Um, but for me, like this year, um, you know, obviously, you know, I've got three nieces that are like my own daughters, you know, um, one of them's a senior getting ready to graduate and go to college. And then I've got one more left that's in high school. And then, you know, my son's getting ready to start. I mean, next year will be his first year in high school. So, you know, you start to look at that. But then, like, so at Thanksgiving, we always get together with Missy's parents. Um, and she's, you know, a fantastic cook. Um, I've never eaten anything. It's just not oh, mouth-watering. Um, so, you know, we always get together. Everybody shows up. I make a ham. She makes turkey and dressing and all the, all the fixings that go with it. And it's fantastic. And then we always, on the that following Sunday, she'll make the she'll take the leftover turkeys and make turkey pie and then all the other leftovers she'll heat up and and you know we'll kind of have dinner have a second feast on sunday (laughs) so so yeah yesterday was the second feast and you know we got there and it was you know me and my wife and my son and my brother and sister-in-law and their daughter and then the other side the other brother and sister-in-law they didn't they couldn't make it but so it was us and then the in-laws and and we just sat down to eat, and my mother-in-law says, yeah, she's already told your dad that um, I'm not doing Thanksgiving next year. And you could have heard a pin drop from three miles away, and the look on mine and my brother-in-law's face when we made eye contact going, did she just say she's not doing Thanksgiving next year? And we're like, whoa, 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 what are you talking about? You know, And she kind of just let us know, you know that it really was – to the point now where it's just so, so much work that it's just kind of wearing her out. And, you know, you don't think about stuff like that, but then you're like, well, you know, we're me and my wife are having a conversation later. She's like, well, yeah, I mean, I was over there, you know, with her the day before and, you know, she's in her seventies and you're like, yeah, you know, I didn't really, you don't think about that stuff, you know? So that one's one of those things I've been pondering like all friggin' day long. Like what can we do to make it easier? Because, that's our tradition that's you know that's where we go that's what we do and now how do you accept that you know this is kind of where those people are in their lives and you've got to learn new traditions and new new ways of doing things so at at the same time it's kind of scary but that makes you more thankful for all the times beforehand and then you you start to think about it like after that comment was made, everybody kind of started chit-chatting at the table. And it was like, oh, we've been doing this for, twenty, like, 21 years. And you go, oh, my God, 21 years? Really? Like, I've been coming to this house for 21 years. And you, you totally realize that you were not, like, you were just going through life, doing your thing, doing your thing. 21 years later, you're sitting there going, oh, my God, 21? Holy crap. And here's where you're at now. You know, so it's made me very much thankful for, for the time and it makes you obviously ponder through those memories. But, um, you know, it's, you know, you just have to start kind of looking at what's the new, you know, what's the new norm. Um, let's not use that term. I hate that term. Yeah, I know. It was terrible. (laughs) I've heard that so much over the past two years. It's ridiculous. People throw that shit out there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but no, man, that's that's one of the big things, you know. I mean, traditions obviously have to change and adapt as well, you yeah. know. And, I mean, you hate to think of it that way, but 
you know, people aren't going to be here forever. Yeah. I think it's one of the reasons why it's really important to hang on to what you got. You know, like I said, the entire topic of the podcast, just be thankful for those around you because yeah. it's not going to last forever, you know? Yeah. And I mean, it's, it made it like, you know, and I've, you know, health and nutrition and all those things. And, and, you know, you hear people like, I mean, look, I, I watch what I'm eating constantly all year long. I'm probably the worst for myself. I've dealt with eating disorder, being an athlete, you know, but sometimes like it's, it's made it, it's made it easier for me to sit back and just relax a little bit and enjoy a bucket of popcorn with my wife or eat that dessert that my mother-in-law just slaved over. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's the last one you're going to have. Maybe that's the last pecan pie that your mother-in-law makes. So why not enjoy that freaking piece of pie and be thankful for it and not whine and bitch about the calories? Because trust me, I've done it. I do it all the time. I know it annoys the crap out of them, but it's, it really has opened my eyes. So you don't have to be gluttonous. You don't have to go off the rails and be out of control. But my God, those people made that for you. Mm. be thankful for it enjoy it unless you just hate it and of course they're probably going to know that anyway <laughs> yeah so they may have made something yeah. else for you and in which case and you have all of it you have a piece of pecan a piece of pumpkin whatever mm. you know I did it just made it easier for me to actually relax a little bit um, in one way and then you know worry about the others but uh, yeah I mean it, I've got a lot to be thankful for obviously and I'm it's kind of a daily thing with me uh Mm-hmm. You know, my, my goal's always been to kind of work hard and help other people any way I can and, and keep, you know, keep my head, nose to the grindstone. Yeah, no, I completely agree with that. And anytime you look at like, you know, most self-help books and mindset training books, that's one of the things that they always say, you know, daily, Yeah. do your affirmations, think of three things that you're thankful for, think of four or five things that went good today. You know, I mean, just trying to keep positive thoughts in your head. And that's, I mean, it's excellent knowledge. You know, it's basic psychology 101. You think good thoughts, you're going to be a happier person. You think bad thoughts, you're going to be a sadder person. Yeah. So you always want to do that. But I don't know. And as far as the diet thing goes, obviously, just eat in moderation. You know, there's nothing wrong with having some banana pudding or some apple pie. But do you need three helpings of it? Or could you get by with half of a helping right. and not completely get off the rails? Exactly. You know, I mean, there's nothing wrong with eating whatever food you want to, but it's always in moderation. Absolutely. Just keep in mind, you're going to hit the impact of it. You may not feel it. You may not see it on the scale, but the metabolic damage is going to be done either way. So oh, just yeah. try to absorb the blow. Maybe get some extra running in, maybe fast for a little bit. You know, obviously stay on your regimen of whatever vitamins you're taking, all that stuff. But just understand that, like, Monday's probably going to hurt. Yeah. I mean, I I went into the food coma at least twice. Mm-hmm. And I mean, literally, I like, food coma. Yeah. Like, I sat down. I did the deed. I moved to the couch. And I was like, oh, <laughs> drooling off. Yeah, so I'm sure there's some pictures that are going to pop up. Yeah. Mine's normally not that bad. I mean, I try to still keep it on the rails. But uh, Saturday night, we went to a local bar for Ryan one of the other trainers here, his uh, birthday party, his 30th, was like, I think, Friday. Yeah. So we had a surprise birthday party for him Saturday. And they had this chocolate porter by Noda. Yeah. That was fantastic. So I had me a couple of those. 
And uh, what else was it? Oh, one of his friends that showed up bought us all around a fireball. I don't drink fireball, and I, I was reminded fireball. why. Yeah. Yeah, that, that was not smooth. We actually <laughs> we went up to... But it wasn't bad. But yeah, I'm, I was dealing with a little bit of a hangover Sunday morning. Nothing terrible. Woke up, slight headache, drank a couple glasses of water and a cup of coffee, took a shower, and it was gone. Yeah, I But mean, I felt it in my performance this morning in jujitsu. Yeah, and it's kind of weird because... I mean, I didn't go crazy off the rails as far as food goes. I mean, I ate, but I, you know, mostly, you know, meat and potatoes, mm. sweet potatoes kind of stuff. Uh, I mean, I had a little dessert, but it wasn't much. It just wasn't, I mean, I ate so much other protein and fat. I was just like, I don't know anything else. <laughs> then, just overall carbon or overall calorie intake. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, you know, I automatically was just like, Bleh, food coma. Like I, but the worst one was, was Friday. Friday we decided to ride up to, West Jefferson, I went up there and picked up a new pair of boots, and uh, we stopped in Boone on the way back through to eat dinner, and we stopped, we went to Peppers, and of course, you know, we walked in the door, and they're like, did you make reservations? And we're like, no. And they're like, well, if you didn't make reservations, which, don't get me started on the whole restaurant reservation <laughs> stupidity, because- How is it stupid? It's stupid because- You call ahead, you get your place in line. It's no, not no, stupid. No, no, this was like reservation, reservation. So I literally sat at the bar. We all sat at the bar. Yeah. Which was fine. I, I was so great, because everybody mm-hmm. was watching the football game. I didn't care about the football game, but yeah. I was at the bar. So- but anyway, I watched four tables behind us for an hour and a half sitting empty because they were waiting on reservations. Like, we could have sat there, two other people could have sat there, and you'd have made twice the money than you're waiting on these reservations, right? That's true. So, yeah, I don't I understand that's like of shooting it. yourself in the foot. But, <laughs> but normally, reservations are just that. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, but anyway, it was so I had some, it was like a honey, honey, amber on draft. Great, mm. it was a blowing rock beer, mm. um, delicious. But then I noticed they had their Merry Monkey, which was their Christmas beer, Christmas ale. And Mary I was Monkey? like, Merry Monkey, it's a victory beer. Oh, um, okay, it was fantastic. Yeah. It was like it was all of Christmas in one swallow. Um, it just tasted like Christmas. I'll have to check that um, out. I wonder if they sell it at the local O's, possibly because I love uh, Sour Monkey, yeah. that's one of my favorite sours. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Merry Monkey was delicious. That thing. Boy, that thing's like ten percent. Well, that's what he, so he's pouring it, and he's like, Are "You, uh, you good with ten percent?" And I'm like, "Yeah." So of course, grab that one, one and grab that, and start it, and it was, you know, it's like, "Oh my god, this is so good!" And then of course, the appetizers came, and mm. which you know, their appetizers are good. And I got steak and taters that came, and so you know, after that, it was like, "Oh my god!" He's like, "I already had three of these things." <laughs> so I don't like remember a whole lot. I remember the food being tasty and, yeah. and all that stuff. But my brother and sister in law reminded me yesterday that I was hilarious. And I'm like, great. That's not what I need. Mm-hmm. I'm like, but I was like, I wasn't being overly obnoxious. They're like, no, you were just being funny. I'm like, thank God, because that's just not me. But yeah, I got home and <laughs> and my Missy and Celia was apparently they had laughs because. I was like, I said, I sat down on the couch. I still had my hat, vest on, boots, feet straight out, heels pointed, heels up, toes pointed in the air, hands in my lap, mouth wide open, just. <laughs> no, I mean, I've only been there 10 minutes, you know. So yeah. Now, and I mean, I was out. I think I woke up at like 
twelve thirty or one o'clock in the morning, like, oh my god, what's going on? You know, still sitting there in my clothes and jacket and all that crap. But yeah, after that, I got up at six thirty on Saturday morning mm-hmm. and went out and PR'd my half marathon. Nice. And 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 yeah, mm-hmm. I did a sub two hour fourteen and a half miles. So mm-hmm. I was like. Well, so you basically just carved up. Apparently, I just majorly <laughs> carb loaded and blew it all out. I thought I'd feel yeah. terrible, you know. I had like a little bit of Montezuma's beforehand, yeah. And I was like, "Ooh, I hope this don't happen during the run because yeah. it's cold and there's, you know, the, there's no trees to hide behind because no leaves." I was about to say all the leaves are dry too, so yeah. that ain't gonna be yeah. <laughs> but yeah, once I got in the rhythm, I was like, "Oh wow, I feel great," yeah. and felt great afterwards. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Yeah, that's one thing I've been completely slacking on is my running program. No, well, just, it's hard yeah. right now. Well, I mean, it ain't really the weather or anything. We've just had so much stuff going on on weekends with the renovations and the moving. Yeah. And man, like, my weekends are normally my time to recover because, mm-hmm. you know, Monday through Friday, don't get me wrong, I've got an easy job mentally and emotionally, but physically it's still a demanding job. You know, I'm a personal trainer and jujitsu instructor. So I kind of yeah. put some miles on my body Monday through Friday. Yeah. So Saturday oh, yeah. and Sunday is kind of when I like to crash out and recover. I haven't been getting that for past six weeks now. So it's starting to wear me down pretty well. So I didn't, uh, I haven't been running as regular as I need to be. I'm still running, yeah. just not regularly. And uh, I've actually got a run planned for tomorrow. But yeah, man, I got to get back on schedule with that. So I've been dropping the ball when it comes to that. But I'm yeah. getting back on there. I've, I mean... I've obviously cut my miles on about half of what I was doing, but I'm not really training for anything specific right now. So, yeah. mm-hmm. and plus, I just—I mean, we had sixteen hundred some miles or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, in half the year. So, yeah. my body's need a little break, but it's been good. I mean, throwing around some heavy weights been kind of nice too. Yeah, I'm you're just, going heavier for the next two weeks. Yeah, I'm starting That's to look kind of for you, chubby. <laughs> You good, man. Just get the diet back in track, and you'll be or back on track. Excuse me. And you'll be good with that. The main thing right now is just going through this power phase, trying to get that through, so that way we can boost the rest of your training afterwards. Yeah, yeah. It's been fun. Mm-hmm. Something different, you know. I like to switch it up. I get a little. I'm not like anybody. I get stagnant after a while or a little bored. Yeah, and it's easy to find yourself in that comfort zone, man. Even as you know, professionals, mm-hmm. it's very easy as a professional because that's one of the bad things about me writing up my own programming is I can kind of BS my way through it. Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> I'm smart enough to make the excuses make sense right. <laughs> when really it's just excuses. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of why I have to like separate myself from the trainer and the athlete whenever i'm writing it up i never write up my programs as the athlete yeah i write up as the trainer i do a full client profile this is who i am this is what my stats are this is where i want to be cool so i separate myself completely from the training and just go 100 percent trainer with programming excuse me and then i write it down usually about four to six weeks out that way i can't bs myself you know what I mean? Like, I'll adapt it if need be. If I'm working around injury, obviously, I'm not going to go full program with yeah. that. I'll move it around. But if it's just because I ain't feeling it that day, it doesn't matter. It's on paper, so it gets done. Yeah. So that's my easiest way of doing it. And uh, right now, I don't really know what I'm training for right now. I've got a kind of a big project coming up to where I'm going to be training pretty heavily with the kettlebells again, doing a video series. So I'm probably going to finish out um, the next – 
well, two weeks basically. I'm with you and Mark. Finish out the next two weeks with the power program. Then after that, I'm going back to full kettlebell strength and mobility training. Yeah. Just to match the program that I'm writing up now. So I kind of like to do it as I'm writing it up. So I usually write it out and go through it, adjust it as needed for intensity purposes for me, and then mm-hmm. note that on the original program and kind of see what I need to mend together for that. So yeah. I, it sounds complicated and it sounds like a bunch of moving parts, but it's really not. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's just plug and play, basically. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I already got everything I need in my head. I just need to make sure that it makes sense when we're talking about kind of programming for the beginner and the advanced person. Right. So. Yeah, cool. Yeah, that's another thing I'm thankful for. Kettlebells and heavy deadlifts. I'm always do. thankful for that. I don't do heavy, heavy deadlifts. I like heavy deadlifts. I'm I don't a big do. fan. I don't oh. do them as often. I don't do them as often as I used to because I physically can't do them as often as I used to. In my twenties, I do heavy deadlifts at once a week. Oh yeah, I mean now I, yeah, like yeah. once a month, I kind of dance with it a little bit on some medium heavy. I, I didn't have four hundred five on there at least once a week. There was something wrong. Mm-hmm. I can't. I don't like. It just feels so good, man. I could do picking up that, and you know that it's over twice your body weight, and you're just like, ah, it's just that like feel like a man till your spleen starts to feel like it's going to come out <laughs> that's the thing i don't miss right now yeah. <laughs> like so now the only thing i do heavy is push-ups i just do heavy push-ups it's mm. a good plan throw the just, band that's on that's it that's it heavy get that push-ups. purple band put it mm-hmm. under your hands and across your back and that'll yeah. make you hate life because it's just push-ups with a rubber band right that's it and body yeah. squats is where it's at just body squats mm-hmm. sounds like a damn good joint program you got going there yeah yeah my joints sound way better though I started I had to get some lube on them oh of course man that's what warming up's for I I uh <laughs> I started I had, I had to add some joint lube to my to my uh vitamins mm-hmm. it's fun what'd you go with I just went with a glucosamine and chondroitin and something else oh you're not doing any collagen and collagen oh, okay. oh yeah I've been doing collagen for a long I put it in my <laughs> I, I do the powder for my collagen twice mm-hmm. a day um so yeah yeah i just need a little extra they feel a lot better yeah that's oddly good. enough yeah it's amazing man there's a lot of good joint supplements out now i remember when i first started training i mean obviously i was in my teens so i didn't need a joint supplement yeah but i just remember like there was nothing out there for it yeah. it's like oh cool just you know because collagen wasn't really a big thing back oh, then no. either you know yeah you had your glucosamine and basically that was it but now man i guess like all the young lifters are getting older so they're coming out with all kind of joint support what i was talking about earlier joint support we're all getting old (coughs) and we are starting to realize that but so that's kind of what i like too you know um like i've said on this podcast many times and even uh the other podcasts and you know some podcasts where i was being interviewed was all of the guys I looked up to or look up to in the fitness industry are in their mid fifties and up. Yeah. Except me, you know, 40. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But like, you know, Steve Maxwell, you got Dan John, you got Mm -hmm. Pavel, all of those guys. It's awesome to see how they're growing old because you get to see like, was your training really hard on your joints and you were just kind of faking through it? Or were you really bulletproofing yourself whenever you got older? Yeah. Some are, some are. You know? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of those guys. <laughs> yeah. I mean, triathletes and, yeah. and runners and things I know, mm-hmm. you know that are they're on up there, and to look at them, you wouldn't think it. Mm-hmm. You know, 
to look at their performance. You wouldn't think it. Right. Yeah, no, some of the other ones, you know, they're just kind of falling apart at this point. You're like, oh, oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. I guess that's another part of like like the getting old and, and, and those things are, you know, now I'm like, what are you looking at, young buck? I can do that weight. Shut your face. <laughs> You know, so now it's like I gotta show up. Yeah. I gotta like match up with these little young, these young Thundercats. You know. Oh, dude, that hit me the other day, so hard, man. So like, in my morning class in jujitsu at Phoenix Jujitsu in Hickory, if you're ever in town, swing on by. Yeah, be happy to choke you. Try at least. I'm getting old. I'll but, wave um, at you with my hoodie on when I get when I get it. Yeah, Weber hoodie. Yeah. But I was in there uh, training the other day, and we had a big turnout. You know, on Fridays, I always teach leg locks because Friday is like my training day. Yeah. You know, so I get to go over the techniques I want to, whether it's on the schedule or not. So I'm in there training, and I look, and we've got three white belts that are under 20. Oh, yeah. And I'm sitting there thinking, holy crap, man. Like, I just completely reversed roles. And I was talking to Beverly about this, too. I was like, I remember being a white belt and like trained under the grizzly old brown belt. And I'm like, Oh yeah. Am I the grizzly old brown belt? Now? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, like we got the young bucks who come who are coming up, you know, and like these kids don't get tired. They can't obviously technically they're way behind. Me. Oh yeah. But when it comes to just like vigor and stamina, I'm like, man, would you calm down? You're making yeah. time. You're yeah. wearing me out here. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like, I got two more of you to go to after this. Yeah. I can't blow my entire wad here. Yep. But man, you get a hold of them, they're like laughing and pushing me around. I'm like, this is not cool at all. <laughs> so yeah, if you're one of those guys like myself that says, My God, I work circles around any young bucks. Yeah, you, sure might, you, <laughs> you might. But you're gonna be dragging your hunt in oh, you to bed that it, night yeah. and you're gonna wake up feeling mm-hmm. like dog in the morning. I'm I don't care. I'm just gonna go ahead and say it because I I live that life. I still live it. I'm like, I'll go out there and I will work and I'll do it. Yeah. I'll go out there and drag myself oh, through yeah. it to make sure that I'm working harder than any. But you're going to do it the next day. <laughs> yeah. But I'm dragging after that. Once I get to the house and nobody can see me, it's like, oh, my God. Let me get a hot shower. Let me get oh, let me get, get my sleeves out. Let me get my my, my <laughs> everything. Yeah. And massage it all. Every dang thing. Mm. And, yeah. Um, so, all that crap, you know. I don't know. You just got to own yeah. it. No, it's me and Beverly were talking about that too. Uh, probably like three months after I first started teaching in the morning class, like teaching it solo, I'd always kind of filled in for Beverly, but he was just, he had other stuff to do. So I took over for yeah. being the morning instructor. And it was like three months in. I was like, man, being an instructor kind of sucks. He's like, what do you mean? He's like, well, like I can't flow roll with anybody. Everybody wants to tear my head off. Yeah. And he takes back dot, dot, dot. I know, asshole. I'm an yeah. instructor, too. I was like, oh, yeah, I do kind of try to take your head off, don't I? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, you know, when you're a student, you can just kind of like, ah, okay, we'll play around a little bit, get some flow rolling in yep. with the other students. Mm-hmm. When you're an instructor, man, you got to be on it. You got to mind your P's and Q's, especially with the blue belts. Oh, yeah. I'll go ahead and tell you, those blue belts, especially the ones we got, man, those guys are dangerous. Yeah. Because they know enough to start working our way out, but they still have that white belt spaz power yeah. in them too, to oh, where yeah. they can just go full out crazy and you don't know what's going on. Oh yeah. So, but yeah, man, we got some excellent training partners. Don't get me wrong, but yeah, man, when you're the instructor, dude, it's terrible. It really is. That's what they always said about cat five bicycle races. Cause that's mm. what you get. You get the beginner level people, but they're, they're usually, you know, anywhere from like 
18 to 21. Yeah. So they're spastic. Mm-hmm. All they care about is going fast and winning. Yeah. So like, they're not worried about how they're going to feel in the morning. Yeah. And be <laughs> yeah. damned with technique. Yeah. It's just yeah. like watching the Tasmanian devil. <laughs> Bikes are flying. You know, bodies <laughs> are flying. Parts are flying. Yeah. But by God, I'm going to win, you know? Mm-hmm. And I remember, I remember being like that, man. I just, I'd barrel, I'd go ball hooting through the gum course and, I'd run you through the tape, and I'd cut you off in a corner. I didn't care, rubbing <laughs> yeah. racing, right? You know, but and now it's like, now that stuff just pisses me off, and I'm like, God, you little beginner, you yeah. little young buck beginner, like, what are you doing? Learn some technique, you know. And it's like, oh wait a minute, this is other stuff. Nope. It's like you're gonna get paid back in the future because you were that guy. Mm. I see the same thing in the workplace now. I'm like, I'm literally. The old guy manager now. Like, I'm the guy that was here before me that just died like six yeah. months ago. Like, I'm him now. Because these guys coming in are... They don't know you as anything else. They're 15 years younger than me. <laughs> and it's like, and they don't have facial hair. You know, and you're like... Hey, Grandpa, you want me to carry that for you? Exactly. <laughs> that works so well, man. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, yeah, and, and like I said... When you're when you're living that life, you don't have you have the blinders on, dude. You don't see it, so you just keep on, keep on. And one day, all of a sudden, it's like gone, and you're like, "Oh mm-hmm. crap, what happened to the last twenty years?" And I'm that guy now. Oh. I'm the AARP guy. <laughs> oh, I got a fun story about that one. Just gotta be thankful for the wisdom, I guess. Yeah, yeah, wisdom experience, man. Yeah. That's kind of it. That's what, uh, you know, one of the big things going on in the MMA right now is a lot of the superstars, when I was younger, are retiring out. Yeah. You know, I mean, they're just aging out. They're just oh, getting yeah. too old for it. You know, they're Danny, Danny Glover in it. Yeah, they're making, <laughs> getting ex- too old for this they're shit. making Expendables movies. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but that's one of the big things is a lot of those guys, they still want to fight, man. Oh, Some yeah. of them physically aren't capable of yeah. continuing to fight. Other ones are like, cool, put me in there. I still got this. Yeah. And then you see them going against these young guys and you're like, oh, buddy, 10 years ago, this would have been an easy fight for you. But that was 10 years ago. Yeah. You, you were too old for this. Yeah. You know? So, and it's terrible to see that. One of the biggest examples to me was one of the most underrated fighters who ever lived. And it's Dan Henderson. Mm-hmm. Dan Henderson has fought the biggest names in MMA. I'm talking pride i'm talking ufc wc everything i mean Mm -hmm. the man will just fight anybody you put in front of him and he'll hold his own with anybody right i remember when he fought jake shields and oh i think that was strike force that might have been strike force not wc but anyways you know jake shields walked in there 15 years younger than Mm -hmm. henderson henderson put his life on the line in that fight and took Jake Shields all the way to judges and this is jake shields don't get me wrong jake shields is a fantastic fighter one of my favorite mma fighters but when him and Dan Henderson were going at it, man, I was like, oh, my God. This old man still got something oh, in yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Took him five rounds all the way to judges. Jake ended up winning by, uh, I think, unanimous decision. But you're like, man, this guy has been – I have watched him go to war with so many of the mm. baddest men on the planet. And he just came through on top. And then he got offered this fight Yeah. for Jake Shields, 15 years his junior. Yeah. And he's like, cool, I'll do it. And just hopping right back in there. So some people age very slow. Others, oh, yeah. you know, they age pretty quick. You see a lot of guys like, again, I love Frank Mir to death. 
but he has not aged well. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, I'm going to do my best to be one with it and accepting mm-hmm. of it because, like I said, That's you can't it, change man. it. But at the same time, it's all about mindset. Yeah. And, I mean, you can flat-ass out let it defeat you. I mean, you can sit at home in your chair and bitch and complain about the aches and pains, or you can look at how you earn those aches and pains. What did you do to earn them? Because, I mean, I look back and I did a lot of stuff. I did a lot of stuff, but realistically, I probably shouldn't even be walking at this point. And I did a lot of things that a lot of other people would never even do, you know. So, I mean, I earned those. Well, Um, too, a big thing about it, is always what are you doing now? Yeah, you know what I mean. I've had a bunch of injuries in the past. Luckily, nothing too major. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, my training has changed. You know, like I said, I listen to the older guys yeah. in this sport or in this lifestyle. You know, they tell me to do something that's going to help protect me twenty years from now. I do it because yeah. they're there. They're twenty years from now for me, and yeah. I still won't be like those guys. So the big thing about it is, anytime you have an injury, man, take your time, warm up. Try to do something specifically for that injury. Yeah. If you got a bad knee, cool. Do some knee mobility before mm-hmm. you get started every workout. Do it every single day when you get up. Shoulders, same thing. Stretch them out. Keep those pec tendons opened up. Yeah. Keep your rotator cuff healthy. Do all that stuff, and that's going to help push you through it. The big issue that you see is with those guys who redline themselves constantly. Yeah. Time and time and time again. Oh, yeah. Just, I mean, you know, drag strip or drag cars – aren't made for longevity. Right. They're made for peak performance mm-hmm. and explosive power. That's yeah. why you fix them every other week. <laughs> yeah. You want to be a drag car or you want to be like a Mercedes Benz with a million miles on you. Right. <laughs> you can still have performance, but you got to have that longevity in there as well. And I'm not saying don't go full performance. Don't go all out. You know, every time I compete, I'm going all out. I'm putting my like limb in danger. I wouldn't yeah. say life. I mean, you know, I don't want to get too dramatic with it. But I'm definitely putting my body in danger oh, whenever yeah. I go to compete. And I'm going as hard as I can because I know he's going as hard as he can. Yeah. So whenever that happens, a couple weeks after that, I kind of take it down a little bit, do some easy stuff, maybe do some more mobility stuff afterwards. Yeah. But that's always my biggest thing is I don't care how hard you go, how hard are you recovering afterwards right. is what's going to matter from that. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. But yeah. same thing that went on with you with that ankle injury. You know, after you did the Yeti 100, your ankle was swollen. Yeah. And like you said, there was no, you didn't roll it. It was just that overuse injury mm-hmm. of doing 100 miles on human ankles. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's enough to piss your body off. Oh, absolutely. That could have been a permanent injury, mm-hmm. you know. But you did the mobility. You kept the calf stretched out. You kept compression on it. You did all the things you were supposed to do to help it recover. Yeah. You recovered up, and now you can do full walking lunges. You can still run with no pain. Mm-hmm. All that stuff. Most people about guy, it's just a bad ankle. And then that's their excuse for the next 40 years. Oh, yeah. like, oh it's just a bad ankle. Oh, I will say the only ankle. thing that sucks is cold weather. But, you know, yeah. it is. That's just part of it. Yep. But, yeah, so, I mean, I, it's, yeah, it's one of those things. That's another thing, too, man. I'm thankful that I can push myself that hard. Oh, yeah, A absolutely. lot of people don't find that. You know, David Goggins, we've mentioned him a couple times on the podcast. If you don't know who he is. Check him out on Instagram. You'll find out very quickly who he oh, is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's one of the realest people you will ever see. And he talked about how people usually quit 40%. Yeah. And I have seen that time and time and time again oh, in this yeah. industry. I've seen yeah. so many people quit while they're having a conversation like me and you. And I'm like, you didn't even get your heart rate or your blood pressure up. 
right. anybody. Mm-hmm. Like you didn't push a single thing except air out of your mouth while he's talking. Yeah, and that's like like I participated in a lot of those like friggin' well I don't I actually let me change that. I do not participate in those <laughs> online groups. I yeah. may be a member of it, I may occasionally read. Yeah. I don't participate because everybody's a softy now yeah. and they are like I said earlier, they are offended by everything. So mm-hmm. and you me personally I just don't like to like sugarcoat the facts. Yeah. Um, so obviously if I don't sugarcoat it, then somebody's going to be offended by my non sugarcoating. So I just don't participate anymore. But that's one, that's some of the, the stuff I see the most is it's people that are like, Oh yeah, I, re- I signed up for this. I registered for this race, but I really hadn't put in any, you know, I only, this has been my longest run for the whole, whole, time training up to it and blah 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 and 900 excuses and it's like then why did you ever commit in the first place like, or why don't you just run it anyways and see what happens right see if yeah. you can push yourself and it's past like what you're doing and it's like and realistically you're only on here for somebody to tell you to not do it yeah man, don't do that that's dumb you shouldn't do it because you hadn't put in like go find out what you're made of figure yeah. out where you're mm-hmm. lacking figure out what you need to do different yeah and that's one of the big issues I'm seeing in the entire sphere that is fitness, you know, like I don't want to tie health together with yeah. fitness. They're two completely different. That's, that's what our next podcast needs to be. Why I hate the fitness industry and okay. why I'm glad I'm not a part of it. Yeah. I mean, the more stuff yeah. online I read, the more I understand it, it completely. Everybody's looking for a shortcut. Absolutely. You know, Whenever you see this, like, oh, how do I get my bench press heavier? Oh, well, check out this program or this program. Yeah. Or are you doing this? How about you just bench press? Yeah. How yeah. like how much time are you spending underneath a bar in a week? Yeah. Oh, well, I do a set at least once a week. Well, that's awesome. How about we do 10 sets of 10 twice a week? Yeah. Your bench press will go up. All right. Now, how about you just put some work in? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. You want to gain muscle? Cool. How much time do you spend under tension? How's the diet looking? Yeah. Oh, well, I, I don't care. That's not what I asked. Right. How much work are you yeah, actually yeah. putting in to make these things come to fruition? You know? Oh, yeah, well, how can I get to doing 12 chin-ups? I don't know. Maybe do, do chin-ups, chin-ups daily. Yeah. Like, would that, can you do chin-ups daily? Yeah. You know, if you do one chin-up an hour for 10 hours, there's 10 chin-ups. So let's keep doing that. And if you actually try, you may get 10 the first try. I know. Right? You actually put the effort yeah. in and just realize it's going to hurt like a mofo. Oh, I can't wait for the next podcast. I'm going off. No, I've got see, like bullet points to go for see, this. If you're easily offended, I wouldn't listen to that. <laughs> listen to that one. Oh, everybody's going to get their feelings hurt. Yeah, I got a gripe with many, many modalities. I'll, oh, yeah. Okay, since we only got like short time, I will stay away from CrossFit because that's going to be like a three-parter yeah, in I'm itself. Not, we'll just I stay am, away from that. Yeah, I'm going to stay. I'm going to have to not be here that day. Yeah. No, I'll right. get all There's right, that's about torches. Yeah, <laughs> that's about all the time we got for today's podcast. But uh, yeah, man, you know, like I know we went off on a rabbit hole as we normally do. Yeah. But the big thing is just be thankful for stuff, man. You know, I mean, I see the meme all the time: Black Friday, the day everybody's wanting what they were supposed to be thankful for the day before. And I understand yeah. what they're saying, but at the same time, like a good deal is a good deal. Yeah. Like, don't give people crap for trying to save thirty percent. Yeah, I mean, I've, I we, personally would never fight the crowd, but I'm yeah. happy for Cyber Monday. We loaded up crap. We loaded up in the car as a family, and we went up and spent the day in the mountains. Mm-hmm. And I bought a pair of boots that I had a gift card for, and that's the only thing I bought. 
But, you know, looked at all kinds of other stuff I'd like to have. And my wife's going, Christmas is only 25 days away or 27 days away. You don't need to buy that. I'm like, well, yeah, are you going to get it for me for Christmas? I do what I want. I want them now. Right. It's like, <laughs> we can wait till Christmas. I said, or I can just buy it right now while it's on sale. It'll be yeah, cheaper after Christmas, yeah. but it'll probably and not. I'll get to wear it tomorrow. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Dude, totally. <laughs> yeah, totally, totally went through that Friday. <laughs> but I'm thankful for it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It just better be wrapped under the tree. Mm-hmm. All right, man. Anything else you want to cover? I think I'm good. Nope. All right. Well, thank you very much. Thank you all for listening, and we will talk to you next week. Bye. Later. I meant to talk about the new Ghostbusters.